Welcome back once again to the Hoffcast. Alarm's going off. What the heck? This thing is off to a rough start. Now I know I'm, if I know myself, I've got two more alarms coming. I don't just set one. You got, yep, there they are. All right, turn them off. We're good. I'm already awake. Don't worry about it. Uh, always, always set three alarms. Always. You can't. You can't sit there and and depend on one single little noise to wake you up out of your bare slumber. There's no way, okay? If it's, by the way, if it sounds like I'm a little quiet or stuffed up, it's because I'm in the Midwest, and since I moved away, my body has become weak, and I smell dust or ragweed or whatever it is out there. I don't I, I don't know what ragweed is. Is it w- bad weed? I don't know what it is, but pollen, all that stuff. I'm allergic to it. There's a dog in the house. I'm allergic to that. I've become weak since moving to California. My body when I'm here in the winter, I get cold easily. My blood has thinned and I can't handle it. We become weak out in California. We've got lots to do. But we become soft as people. And maybe that's because we're... I don't know. I don't know. Maybe we're not... I, I, I'd i like to think I'm eating healthier. But I don't know. I don't know. Do we really know what's good for us? Do we really know what's bad? I feel like they keep going back and forth. Eggs are good. Eggs are bad. They, uh, you know, they, they say, eat lots of this. And then they say, ah, you shouldn't eat lots of that. I don't know what I told you. I mean... 30 years ago, cigarettes were good. 30 years ago, cigarettes were just fine. Everybody was smoking, and now we know exactly what's happening, and people still smoke, because they're like, ah, it'll go back the other way. It'll go back the other way. So I feel like, I kind of, to be honest with you, I kind of feel like I got a little bit more of a radio voice right now. I feel like I'm getting up on the microphone. Ladies and gentlemen, we got some smooth jazz coming at you. I feel like... Oh, I better not be getting sick. That's all I know. I I get sick once a year, and I let it go too long till it settles in my chest, and then I'm hacking and wheezing like a disgusting creep. And then I have to go to the doctor, and I'm always really dramatic about it when I have to go to the doctor. I'm always really, like, I'm at the... Like, because I've let it go, and in reality, I am okay. In reality, I'm like running at 40%, which is not bad, all things considering, like, right when I wake up in the morning, I'm probably at 20%, so 40%, like, that's double that, but I am very dramatic, I don't know, <laughs> Are you? that's how I do it, I, I always put on a big hooded sweatshirt with the hood up, that's how you know somebody's being dramatic, they got the hood up, like, I can't, my ears can't handle the world right now, and I shuffle into a doctor's office, hello i need to see the doctor please and i don't have a doctor so i just go to the uh urgent care which that's that's how i think i i mean if you only got little things wrong with you that's the way to do it just shuffle in there pay your 125 dollars and get the medicine that you need like in every year i know exactly what it is i need the antibiotics i need the z-pack i need just to get that by day 
three, I'm going to be feeling right as rain. You take five pills, six pills total, two on the first day, like give yourself a double dose. And, uh, and I know I'm going to feel better at the end of it. So I get down now. I'm like all paranoid because I'm recording on this recording on this laptop and I'm not a hundred percent sure that it's still going. Am I still recording? How can I tell? Doesn't look like it. Uh, what what have we got, been going? Hey, yeah, it's yeah, it's still going. It just it just keeps moving faster than I can scroll my mouse. Yeah, we're still going. Okay, I zoomed out. That cured it. So yeah, I'm always very uh, <laughs> very dramatic when I get into the doctor, and I go in there. I know exactly what I need. I think I think you should be able to self like if you don't abuse it. I think you should be able to diagnose yourself and write yourself a prescription like twice a year that's where we should be like get rid of we can get rid of so many healthcare problems if we just allow people like i know people abuse it but you put those people on lists okay you put those people on lists you send them to to australia with the rest of the criminals i don't know if that (laughs) i think that's how that started but uh you know, and then they did a minor version of it with Alcatraz. They're like, hey, that, remember when we all did that? We got a tiny island over here we could try. It's better than having them here in San Francisco. I don't know why I sang that. Oh, God, I am stuffed up. Can you hear it? Oh, man. I better not be getting sick. I'm going to have to, maybe I'll just preemptively go get the Z-Pack. Or do something. I don't know if it's the dog that's killing me or the pollen, but something's getting me something's getting me i am for those of you wondering well nick don't you live in los angeles why why is this being recorded out and about because uh those of you who've been listening know uh, i'm on i'm two and a half weeks into my summer tour uh, i've got a month left to go and i want to thank everybody who has come out to see my shows so far uh it's been it's been great so far, had no duds. I was a little worried that uh, maybe in certain certain markets where I haven't hit them as hard, uh, people wouldn't come out. Indianapolis was very cool. Thank you guys for coming out. It wasn't a huge venue, but I was I was really concerned that that maybe and and we did it midweek. We did it on a Wednesday, so that's tough for people to come out. So those of you that came out did the tough sledding. Uh, I hope you guys had fun. I know I did, um, and I got to do. Bob and Tom that morning, which is always an interesting thing to do because they're always you always have to wake up really early because I'm never waking up in Indianapolis. Uh, that's where they record the Bob and Tom show, which, by the way, there's no Bob. It hasn't been for a few years. And also the two times I did it before he retired, there was no Bob either. He was always on vacation. So I'm starting to wonder if there ever really was a Bob or if it's just been Tom and, and a clever ruse to get us all to listen to just his radio program. But that was that was fun. That was fun. There are times I've done that program where I felt like there are five people over there. If you can't hear, my mom's in the background with her garbage disposal <laughs> running. Uh, there are times I felt like I couldn't interject. But this one, I don't know if I've become more confident. Maybe doing the podcast has helped. Maybe talking to myself in a room has helped. Uh but this time it was good. This time I felt like I was part of the system, whereas before I felt like I was like luggage off to the side, and every once in a while they'd look at me and they'd be like, oh, are you still here? <laughs> what is that guy doing here? 
so thank you. Thank you for having me on there. That was fun. I got to promote the upcoming tour dates, which um, got some, got a lot of them coming up. Uh, you're listening to this today is Kearney, Nebraska at the World Theater. So if you're listening to that and you're in the area, uh, I believe there are still some walk-up tickets. So come check that out. Uh, you can still buy all of my tour dates on nickhoff.com, but I think that one's going to get cut off at about uh, probably at about 3 or 4 p.m. So after that, you got to get them uh, at the door. And then uh, after that, uh, tomorrow, and this was a, this was a late booking but tomorrow i am opening for jeff foxworthy at the black bear casino in tulum california so uh i did that with cable guy uh several months ago so if you guys were at that show and you've been listening to this podcast um check it out i'm coming back and i'm and i'm bringing jeff with me uh (laughs) he's bringing me with him um and so that should be a lot of fun but it's going to be kind of a a long few days here as i got to get up early fly to California, uh, and then and then there's no place close to there to fly into, so I have to fly into, like, Fresno and drive the two hours over to the casino. Uh, but that'll be a fun one. That's an outdoor venue, big amphitheater, and the crowd, that's going to be a blast. Uh, by the way, driving east, on directly east from on 76 all of a sudden they had everything blocked off they're like no wildfires can't get through and uh, i saw oh i saw what it was the los angeles times sorry taking a sip of coffee it's early um los angeles times posted some uh some image of uh of wildfires and it said California wildfires are out of control and they are just blasting over everything with no regard for where they go. Shut the hell up. Like, really? Los Angeles Times, you're being you're being that dramatic? <laughs> like me going into a doctor's office with, they have no regard! Oh, the children! Think of the children! Like, like a wildfire's ever had regard for where it's going. Like a wildfire's ever given a damn. Like, of course, it's fire. It has no thought process. It's not alive. It's not going to tell you the future. Oh, that fire's going to burn anything it touches that burns. So just say that. Hey, it's a fire. It burns. It's us into clickbait trouble. So knock it off, Los Angeles Times. But we got stuck, which... Adding two hours onto, I think we're doing 10 hours that day, which with kids takes like 12 to 14 because you got to stop every 17 minutes to wipe their ass and and they're hungry and the four-year-old has to pee even though he just went pee. Like people complain that women always have to pee. Go out there with a four-year-old, then see who has to pee. Oh. <laughs> we stopped so many times on the side of the road. And, and by the end of it, like at first I was getting him out and taking him like to the closest tree and huddling behind it and letting him take a whiz. By the end of it, pulling off to the side of the road, open the side of the van, doesn't even step out. Doesn't have to put his shoes back on. Just take a leak off the side of the van. Boom. I can't wait till he's old enough to pee in a bottle. That's that's the maybe the biggest advantage guys have over girls on the road is you can just take a whiz in a bottle. And I haven't done it since I was pretty young, but when I was young, that was awesome. Uh 
So, but we made it across the country. Oh, up. Sorry, I got distracted. Uh, more upcoming tour dates. Uh, let's see. This Saturday, I'm in Hastings, Nebraska at the Lark. That show is, I believe, sold out. There may be like literally less than 10 tickets. So uh, if you can still get them on my website, do that. There will not be any at the door. I'm almost positive of it. Um, so I'm excited to do that show. Um and then next week, I'm on the East Coast with Cable Guy. We're in West Virginia. We're in uh, New York. We're in Long Island. We uh, are going to do Connecticut and just north of Philadelphia. So if you guys are in any of those areas, check out those dates on uh, nickhoff.com. I've got all the tickets links there as well. And So that's the 15th through the 19th of August. And then the following week, I'm in Calgary. Ugh! Oof, I do not want to do that week. That is six days at a comedy club in Calgary where this, in midsummer where the sun does not go down. I don't know. Canadians, they must just hibernate in the winter. And so then when summer comes, they're like, let's go out. We can, we, we've got 21 hours of daylight, so let's go do it. Oh, my goodness. The last time I'd do it, I'd do the shows. I'd get home by 1130, and the sun's still not down. Calgary is on cocaine in the summer. So, ah, uh, I mean, I, I love Canadian people and I like doing Canadian shows, but six straight days, it feels excessive. It feels excessive. It feels like we probably could have shoved it down to four. I feel like we could have done Thursday to Sunday. But uh, I, I do like the owners of this club. They're, they're really nice people. So uh, it'll be cool to hang out with them. And uh, build my following north of the border. And I gotta build it fast. Gotta build it fast, okay? Expenses are piling up over here. So I gotta gotta get everybody on the Hoff train. Moving forward. I've got new jokes. Let's do it. Um, those are the immediate tour dates. Oh, and then I have uh, Lincoln and Omaha at the end of this month. So if you don't have your tickets, Omaha will sell out. Uh, it's not there yet. There's maybe uh, there might be 30 tickets left to that small venue. So uh, not a lot of tickets to begin with, but uh, I think we've sold quite a few already. Uh, so get those tickets if you want to see me in Omaha. That's on the 31st of August, and then on the 29th, I know I'm going backwards on that, but on the 29th, I'm in Lincoln, and that's a really cool theater. So, and uh, the more the merrier there. So get those tickets. Tell a friend, you got a friend that lives in the Lincoln area, tell him, hey, get these tickets to Nick Hoff. Um, I've got the got the link up on my website, on my tour dates, and uh, hit those up, because that's going to be a blast. i got some other area comics coming in, so that's going to be a lot of fun. Those are the tour dates coming up. Tour so far, I've told you about driving through the mountains in Utah. We got stopped by a fire, um, and uh, dude, did a show in Boulder, which... Boulder's a beautiful town, by the way, even in the summer. Like, I'm sure it's doubly awesome in the winter with the snow, but uh, in the summer, it's a cool little town. And this was, I did the, uh, they've got a show there every week. They had two shows every Sunday night at this Bohemian Beer Garden, is what it's called. And it's this cool, like, uh, it's this cool spot where they have, all these like European beers and you can get bratwurst and all that stuff. 
dude, it's a really cool thing. And then they've got this dedicated room to comedy and two full shows there. So that those were really a lot of fun. Got to meet some new comics, which was a blast. Um, so that kicked off the tour. And then we had to drive all the way to Indiana. We had to get there in two days for my show in Indianapolis. Do Bob and Tom. Then I had the Skyline Comedy Club, uh, which just changed owners up in Appleton, Wisconsin. That is a cool place. And it was it was really sweet because they had a music festival going on. And you're like, Nick, music. If there was a music festival, did people come to the show? Hell yeah, they did. Hell yeah, they did. And we had a blast. That club is, I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. It's not it's not like it's particularly a fantastic setup. Like it's a cool club and it's set up all just fine. I mean the bathroom's right next to the stage, which is kind of weird. Um but there's something about it there. The crowds just had a blast and met a lot of cool people and then after the shows we'd go out and listen to some music and uh and I haven't really been that keyed in on new music, but they had 4,000 bands come through, and they all had to play original music. So they had 4,000 original bands coming through there. And uh, because it was at night when we'd come, we got to see a lot of like maybe the bigger acts that came through. And one that we saw, I want to give them a shout-out, uh, the National Parks out of Provo, Utah. Give you that Mormon vibe that you can feel. Just that wholesome, you're like, no, I could I could see it. Like, Mormons are nice. I get it. I get the appeal. Um, and played some good music, man. You can really tell the influence of, like, the Imagine Dragons and Coldplay. But if you like that kind of music, uh, they, they've got a whole thing. They've, I think you can stream, like, a couple of their albums for free. So check them out. The National Parks Band. Um, it's like a husband and wife and then two of their friends... And they just, you know, they just put on a good show and it was fun, easy listening and just sit out there in a beer garden and drink. That was a good time. Uh, check them out. And then I had my show um, on Tuesday in South Bend, Indiana, which you think show comedy show on a Tuesday. But it's at the old Funny Bone location there, which South Bend really needs a full time comedy club. They've got a very small one. But it's tiny, and as much as I love the guys that run it there, um, I, I'm not 100% sure that that place is doing it. Like, if you're in the area, check out the Drop Comedy Club and let me know what you think. I mean, they get some good comics through there, but it's just too small. It's too small to make anybody any kind of money. Uh, that place used to have a full-time Funny Bone, now this Tuesday show, which I've done it a handful of times. It is really turned into something. Uh like 150 people on a Tuesday just out drinking. So that was a blast. Now the downside is sun's coming in through the windows because they do it at like 7.30 and they don't block those out. That's the bad thing about it not being a comedy club, which is why they South Bend needs a dedicated comedy club. Somebody with the resources and time just go open one down by Notre Dame. Okay, you get those college students in there, you get a hip place going. That's what it needs to be in South Bend. It's plenty big, plenty big enough. So somebody, somebody do that, and then hit me up, and I'll come, I'll come perform at the club. Um, oh, on the way out here, we also drove right past Vegas, which is a weird, it's a weird thing. If you guys have ever done that, just driven past Vegas in the daytime, no intention on stopping, no ulterior motives. You just driving past, and you can just 
feel the hangover looming over the town. Like we we blasted through it about one in the afternoon, and you could just feel like you know people had just gone to bed six hours earlier, and it was just ugh. It's a pasty feeling. When you have nothing to do with Vegas, like when you just connect at the airport and you hear those change machines, cha-ching, 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 you're just like, ugh, everything about this sucks. But when you're going to have fun, then you're excited. And you're like, all right, that's it. All bets are off. We're drinking all day. Uh, but uh, when you're just passing by, you're like, ah, get it together, Las Vegas. Come on, how old are we now? We're in our 30s? Knock it off. Uh, so we did that. Um, God, I, I'm all stuffed up. I gotta pause this. All right, we're back. Sorry about that. Uh, I feel a lot better. Um, <laughs> had to had to bounce for a second and do uh, local TV and radio and blow my nose. So I feel quite a bit better now. Um, guys, that I have been. I don't know if you guys feel this way. This is something. Uh, you know, not a lot of people. Oh God! Oh no! I came. Okay. <laughs> uh, my sneeze are dramatic too. I sneezed dramatically ever since uh, fifth grade. Joel Zox sneezed into his Louis L'Amour book, and I watched all the snot just go right into just to act as a bookmark for when he came back from blowing his nose. Then, and he just opened it back up and was like. Just, oh, gross, Joel. Skip that page. So I have held in sneezes ever since that day. Um, oh, guys, I have been feeling a little bit, a little bit of, like, pressure. Not pressure. That's not the right word. But, uh, so, like, those of you who have been listening, my wife and I bought a condo last year and we put as much down as we possibly could, like kind of stretched ourselves to the bone. And then like, as soon as our offer was accepted, Sarah's like, Oh, and we're pregnant and now we need a minivan and all this stuff. So we kind of like, I went just a little too far outside my comfort zone in terms of like the cash that we have uh, available in case, you know, something major happens like, oh, we need to eat dinner. Like then all of a sudden we're like, oh, well, where the hell are we going to eat dinner? We got to find roadkill or something. Uh, <laughs> and it's not quite that extreme, but I've definitely been like, OK, now more than ever looking out into the future at my revenue stream, which is something that if you're an entrepreneur or you um, run your own business or you're an entertainer like me and you never really, you don't have just some constant income, you you know, like, well, I'm going to work 40 hours this week and I'm going to make, you know, $1,500 after taxes or whatever it is. You know, I, I don't have that. If I don't go out and work, I don't make money. Like, and so there's been a lot of things that I've had to look at seriously because I, I can't be doing i can't be touring like not at least at the pace i've been doing when i'm 75 years old i can't be doing that eating alpo going down the road so at some point you gotta look at yourself and you gotta start doing some planning and and for me that's like financial planning and really looking down like i'm the kind of guy that 
Well, first of all, I write like one check a year when somebody's like, no, we only take check. And you're like, okay, you dinosaur. Uh, so I do have a checkbook in case I need to do that. But even when I was writing checks, I was never balancing my checkbook. I was just like, oh, there's there's either money in there or there isn't. And as long as I have more than I write out, then I'm fine. Uh, but, you know, you get, in, you get to a certain age and you're like, okay, no, I, I better start planning for this, and especially in comedy where you don't have a 401k, you don't have somebody looking after your retirement, you gotta you gotta handle all that stuff yourself, and that's not something I'm very good at. In fact, I suck horribly. Go back and listen to the ta- the taxes episode of this podcast. You guys know I suck at that kind of thing, um, and, and I feel like what we did was I feel like when you're playing, I feel like what it was was like when we were playing the game Monopoly growing up. And there were those people that just held on to their cash and just would keep, every time they pass go, they'd just be bottling it up. And they'd be like, ooh, I got so much cash. And then there were the people that did everything they could to buy every piece of property they landed on. And nine times out of ten, those were the people that won. Like, occasionally you got overextended, but eventually somebody's going to land on your property with a hotel. And you're like, time to pay the piper, bitch. And, uh... And so that's kind of what I felt like we were doing. But a game of Monopoly lasts like an hour and you buy a house and you may not see the rewards or anything for, you know, 5, 10, 15, 20 years down the road. And then you see, you know, it was probably a good investment. But at the time, you're like, man, nobody's paying rent. I got, <laughs> I got four asses in my house that aren't paying rent. I got three little kids. Like, I don't expect them, but... Sarah could be doing finger painting that she sells online. <laughs> I don't want to beat up on her. Uh, but uh, she's a very talented artist. She could totally be doing something. And I know she's watching after three kids, so don't expect anything more than that. As long as those people are healthy and alive, I am fine. But, it, you know, when you're just a, basically a one-income person and you're basing that entire income on a bunch of penis jokes like (laughs) it's a little bit of a risky proposition and we're okay but i i found myself more than ever like looking down the road like making sure that i have things booked because when the baby was around i didn't book a whole lot of things when the baby was being born and like a month to two months after i didn't have a lot of things booked because i was like i don't know what this is going to look like with three kids you know what the baby's needs are going to be i should hang around but as the guy that makes the sole income I needed to step it up with some online game or something. Um, so I, I've been looking into that. Uh, you know, I, I work with some guys that have, like, multiple income streams, and that's a great thing. If you And I just I filmed a commercial recently, so that's exciting. Uh, you guys are going to – you know, as long as they don't cut me out of it, that's going to be a cool deal. So if you guys are watching football this fall – keep your eyes open for me uh so i I can't say too much else about that except for the director was uh craig gillespie he was the director of the commercial which he did like back uh like a decade ago he did lars and the real girl um he's done some big disney films like the finest hours and uh million dollar arm with john ham and then uh last year he did that movie i tanya which was tanya harding's story and uh that that did wonders for him so that was exciting to get to work with him and some of the other people 
uh, on in the commercial. So watch out for my face on that. So that's good. When you can do a commercial, you can do a TV show, and you got other income streams coming in. You know, when my shows are played on, uh, or when my jokes are played on Sirius, you get a little bit for that. Um, it's not life changing, but you know, it's something, and it gets your name out there. So I, I've been enjoying every time you guys see me come across on your Sirius XM. You take a picture of the of the radio where it's got the name and the name of the joke and a lot of people have been sending that to me so that's kind of cool when you guys hear that by the way on channel 97 on Sirius I'm going to have my own radio show uh, starting in September they're giving me a month trial um, Thursdays at 6 o'clock Eastern uh, um, on Sirius XM 97 Jeff and Larry's Comedy Roundup Uh, I'm going to have like me on tour where I'm interviewing people going to cool places uh, and as like a travel show uh, on the radio. So I, I bet you guys are going to love that. Um, look out for that. That starts September 6th, I think, is the first. I suppose I could check that. You know, it would be hand- yeah, September 6th. That was right. September 6th at 6 p.m. Uh, is going to be the first one. It's called On Tour with Nick Hoff. So keep your eyes out for that. Um, let's see here. Uh I <laughs> somebody was arrested the other day. I was just scrolling through Twitter and they were putting up uh they were putting up a mugshot of somebody and they looked they looked like decent but still like they had a had a rough night. Like if you go and you Google like Gary Busey or I think maybe it's Nick Nolte's uh arrest shot. It's just a an all-time classic. His hair is just strewn about. I think he's wearing like a Tommy Bahama shirt. <laughs> he's just looking into the camera like, "Deal with you." And that's exactly how he sounds, by the way. Now that my voice is lowered with this cold, I can <laughs> I can sound exactly like Nick Nolte. Um, but that's got it had me thinking. There must be there must be just a database somewhere of rejected he- uh, mugshot pictures. Like, like there, it's like a passport or a driver's license photo where there's certain things like your eyes can't be closed, you can't be like making a face. So, but people that are arrested, they can't be happy they're there. I'll bet you they're, I'll bet you they're dicking around, like, just constantly in front of that camera. Like, who wants to give the police what they want at that point? So that somewhere, if you guys know where it is, or if you've stumbled across it. Uh, or you have the means to find this type of thing, any of you work for the police station, there's got to be somewhere there where there are rejected mugshot pictures of guys just hamming it up and, like, flipping off the can. Like, there's got to be an entire collection of that. That's, those are the mugshots I want to see. I want to see the ones that they couldn't publish. They weren't the official, quote-unquote, photo. That's, I want to see that. Because there, there's got to be a million of them. Uh, <laughs> I know that's the first thing I'm going to do if I ever get arrested is I'm just going to be mugging for the camera and I'm not going to give them a good one. I, I'm going to make them burn some film, baby. All right. Unless that unless that's something where they're like, your honor, he made us waste 3.7 terabytes of, <laughs> of hardware space taking picture after picture after picture. We were there for 17 straight hours. Uh, we couldn't get one. I think that would be an amazing thing to do. Uh, if you guys have one, if you guys have a rejected mugshot, maybe they hand them to you at the end. Like, or maybe you can purchase them on your way through the gift shop on your way out of the drunk tank. 
Maybe they're like, and here's one of you standing next to the other guy that peed himself. Maybe you can get that. Uh, <laughs> that'd be awesome to see. And of course, this is me. This is me in fantasy Nick mode. Uh, <laughs> that's where I slip to often. It's like, well, if I'm ever arrested, I'm going to do it for 17 straight hours. <laughs> it's just, there's no way. Like, maybe I make two faces and they're like, hey, knock it off. I'm like, oh, yeah, you're right. And then I just go in. Uh, I love doing that. I love I love playing fantasy Nick. I love like some guy cuts me off in traffic or he rides my ass and I just in my mind at the next stoplight I pull them out of their car. I make them bite the curb. This is fantasy Nick. These are all the things that I would love to do. Certainly everybody has that, right? Everybody's got their little fantasy brain where you're like, oh, I, I would have said this if they would have said this. Or maybe you're telling a story and then you're like, and I told them to go eat shit. And they're like, did you really say that? And you're like, yeah. <laughs> and you wish in that moment that you had said that. I, I wish I were that guy that would say those things. And sometimes I am. But some other people are much better than me. Other people are like will say whatever. And then they tell the story later. They're like, is that what you really said? And they're like, yes, I said that. And I slapped him across the face. And everybody wants to be that person. But most of us just fantasize about it. That's, that's what I call fantasy Nick. Um, and right now I'm fantasizing about giving you guys an hour and a half podcast. That's not going to happen. And maybe you guys are fantasizing the other way. Maybe you're like, you know what, Hoff, we've heard enough. Um, and so today is Thursday. Show tonight in Kearney. Still some tickets available. If you know somebody in the Nebraska area, I also have shows in Lincoln and Omaha coming up. So uh, tag all your friends. Let them know. All the tickets are up on NickHoff.com. I've got all the events on Facebook. And um, and so I hope I hope to see you guys out there. And enjoy the podcast, you guys. I'm going to keep it free as long as I can, so enjoy it, pass it around, subscribe, get the little five-star button going on iTunes, and I will talk to you guys again soon, all right? Love you.